pointing the way towards freedom in an unfree world. Welcome to The Liberty Effect with Ammon Bundy. Coming back to you one more week here on The Liberty Effect. I'm Ammon Bundy. And of course, we're here every Thursday between 1 and 2. You could download the show uh, on SoundCloud if just search uh, The Liberty Effect and go to the date that you want to listen to and uh, download it, share it, send it around. And um, anyway, we're grateful to be here, grateful that you're here. And, um, uh, you know, I often think I'm, I'm looking outside the window here. It's a beautiful, peaceful day where I'm at. And uh, kind of in my little world, I, I think, well, there's really nothing wrong. What do I, It's really peaceful. Uh, what do I got to worry about? Why Why would I do a, a show about liberty? And, uh, you know, and, and why would I say the things I say? And um, when my world seems so peaceful, and maybe yours is the same. You know, it might be hectic in other ways, but in general, we uh, get up, uh, we perform our daily duties, and we come home. And for the most part, it's uh, fairly intrusive. Uh, unintrusive, I should say, and uh, and every day we we do that. Um, and so, why would we talk about these things? Um, well, I have a, uh, another perspective. Uh, you know, I it wasn't very long ago, less than a year and a half ago, that I was sitting in a federal detention center, uh, suffering away from my family and friends. And I know many right now that are doing the same thing. Uh, I know uh, a good friend of mine by the name of Rick Kerber um, is incarcerated right now. Uh, A a huge injustice. Um, I have uh, some friends by uh, by the name of Todd Engel and Greg Burleson and uh, Jerry DeLemis who are in prison right now. on false charges. Uh, I know for a fact myself that they are false charges. Um, I also, uh, you know, as an employer, I'm not an employer now because I sold my business a few months ago after 21 years, but uh, I paid a tremendous amount of payroll taxes uh, that came right out of uh, my paycheck, or right out, I shouldn't say paycheck, but bank account, uh, and before it ever even got to my employees' uh, bank accounts, and uh, I see an attack on, uh, you know, uh, the right of conscience, uh, religion, the right to uh, uh, think um, and act. And an experience that I had when I was fighting our case in Oregon, uh, we were in uh, trial or actually I think it was a hearing either right before trial or around that time. And the prosecutor said, and they continue to say this multiple times after this, but they said, uh, Ammon wants to do whatever he, or Ammon thinks he could do whatever he wants. That's what that's what they said. And I got thinking about that. At first, I was a little offended by that because I, I look at all the things that, uh, you know, I've done, I have done in my life and uh, most of them weren't things that I wanted to do. Uh, you know, even going to work every day, uh, you know, doing the things that uh, are just required as a father and 
and uh, you know, as a as a as a neighbor, sometimes they're not things we want. And in that sense, I was a little offended. But then when I got thinking about it, I said, absolutely, absolutely, I want to do whatever uh, I think I can do whatever I want to do, um, because I believe that that is freedom. I believe that freedom is doing whatever you want to do. Uh, as long as it does not infringe upon your neighbor's rights, as long as it does not infringe upon another person. And that's what this country was built upon. Think about just, you know, the inventions. Imagine if we had to ask for permission, because that's what they were saying. You know, their belief, the prosecutor's belief was that I think that I could do whatever I want to do. And their belief was that uh, we should get permission to do anything before we do it. And later on, they began to re reveal themselves, and actually the jury rejected their message, rejected their, uh, their ideology, I guess, or their theology or philosophy, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, in whatever level it really is. Um, but uh, that is how they thought. They think that people should get permission uh, to do something before they do it, that they should get permission from whatever power or whatever entity that is put in place before they do that. Uh, but imagining uh, the inventions in this world, if before it was invented, you had to go get permission to do it. Um, imagine this country would not be what it is. This land would not be what it is. This world would not be what it is. This world is built upon people believing that they can go out and do it, whatever they want to do, as long as it does not infringe upon another person. That is freedom, that they can build what they want to build without, as long as it doesn't infringe upon another person, that they can invent, that they can act, that they can go where they want to go, that they can do what they want to do as long as it does not infringe upon another person. And uh, that is a problem here. So I ask you this question, what if man, all mankind lived by just these two rules? And that is, do not infringe upon another person, and then do what you agree to do. What if all of us uh, lived by those two rules? Uh, if we would not, if we chose not to infringe upon other people, and that includes, you know, upon their body, upon their property, upon uh, their ideas, uh, not to infringe upon them, period. And then what if... We all agreed and all did uh, did what we agreed to do. So if I gave you agreement, I gave you my word, I would do it. I would do it. I would not uh, violate that agreement. Um, and if we did do these things, if we did these two or live by these two rules, uh, my second question is, is would we need government? Because, uh, I mean – would we literally think about it if we if no one infringed upon other people and if everybody did what they said they were going to do if everybody did what they agreed to do uh, we would not need government but because some men will not live by these two rules we have to have two things and that is a way to defend and discourage those who would infringe upon another person and a way to enforce our agreements with each other. 
And of course, we would not need these two things if men would not infringe upon other people and would do what they agree to do. But we're back to because some men infringe upon others and do not do what they agree, people then formed government. Or in other words, they formed a way to defend and discourage those who would, in, would infringe and they uh, formed a way to enforce our agreements with each other. It's very simple. Very simple. And in fact, you think maybe, uh, maybe I'm simplifying it too much. Well, go to the laws, even the laws today. Go to, go to the books. There's two types of laws. There's criminal and there's civil. And what is criminal? Criminal is when someone infringes upon another person, creates a victim, right? And a civil is when you do not do what you agreed to, when you violated a contract. So, I mean, even the laws, even the courts uh, still have remnants of, of, you know, these primary purposes in which government was, was organized. Uh, government was organized for no other reason. It was organized for only these two reasons, which is a way to defend and discourage those who would infringe and a way to enforce our agreements with each other. Now, if you take the definition of crime, remember there's two types of laws. There's criminal and there's civil. So let's talk about what is a crime. Well, a crime is when someone damages another person and creates a victim actually damages, actually infringes upon this person, either hurts them or takes their property or, you know, infringes upon them in some way. That's a crime. But it takes a victim to have a crime because, remember, the law is supposed to be about people. And then civil uh, law, a civil case, if you will, or a civil crime is when someone breaks a contract or an agreement and that could be verbal or written and uh, so it's important to understand these things and after the break we're going to talk about what what is now happening uh, how government officials have taken it beyond the mark and created another law or crime At Walgreens, we know that your day doesn't stop for diabetes. So when you've got places to go and people to see, count on Walgreens every day to get expert diabetes advice 24-7. Find all major brands of testing supplies like Walgreens True Metrics in-store and online. And download tools to help you stay on track, like our five-star mobile app with Pill Reminder. At Walgreens, we are your diabetes go-to. Stop by and talk to your pharmacist today. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. 
The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt, credit card debt, and I heard a commercial for Trinity. I gave them a call. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. When I first called, I was a little embarrassed and kind of ashamed, and I looked at the numbers, and I saw how quickly that astronomical debt that was in my life would go away. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. What I would tell other people, please pick up the phone and call Trinity. Just let them put together a program and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. You could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is about 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. You're not stuck with a high-cost health plan. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. Here's the number to find out more, and there's no pressure. They are super easy to talk to. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country, and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code HALFOFF. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code HALFOFF. We're back with you here on the Liberty Effect. Uh, the call-in number, uh, if you want to call in, participate with the show, give your thoughts, uh, uh, is 801-331-8113. Again, 801-331-8113, and you're welcome to call in. Love to hear from you. We've been talking about, uh, you know, what if all mankind lived by uh, these two rules and those rules are do not infringe upon another person and do what you agree to do. And uh, if we would live by these rules, I guess, or laws, uh, we wouldn't need government. And the only reason why men created government was because some men will not live by these two rules. Uh, and so, therefore, we have to have a way to defend and discourage those who would infringe and we have to have a way to enforce our agreements with each other. And uh, so beyond that, we would not need uh, government. Uh, we would not need uh, a force to be able to discourage and defend uh, against those who would infringe. And we would not need a way to enforce our agreements with each other because we'd be doing it. 
Um, so, and we, we, you know, before the show, I broke down a little bit the types of law, the criminal law and civil law. Criminal is when someone infringes upon a person, and the civil law is when we don't agree or when we don't do what we agree. And so the laws point to these very uh, two rules. And uh, But what is happening now is government officials, it's been going on for some time now, but government officials, and, and I say that it's happened in different societies many, many times over and over and over. And what is one of the uh, factors that actually destroys uh, societies. So what is, what is happening uh, now is government officials have taken it beyond the mark. They have created another type of law or crime, and that is uh, when you do not what you do not do what they tell you to. Uh, just in simple form, uh, they're saying that if you don't do what we tell you to do, if you don't do what we legislate, what we or what we even write in regulations, or what we even verbally uh, tell you to then you have committed a crime. And it has nothing nothing to do with the person being infringed upon or someone breaking an agreement. It is only about people controlling other people. And this is uh, destructive. It's an uh, unnatural law. And it is something that is actually brings us back to the first rule that we talked about. It actually infringes upon other people. It's one person saying that they uh, that you have to do what they say, and you're infringing. Now we've got Daniel on the line. Uh, I would like to bring Daniel in and see what he thinks about this. Uh, I do hope to break this down a little further, and then. Uh, talk about uh, some actually specifics of how it is affecting you and I today. But Daniel, are you there? Yes, I certainly am. Uh, go ahead, Daniel. You you have the mic. Okay, thank you, and good day to you, sir. I've got to say, in FEMA Region Nine, I'm the number one Ammonite. <laughs> well, that's good, and and. Being in FEMA Region 9, that's a dangerous thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, unfortunately, in this country, we have to be in one FEMA region or another. So uh, this is my part of it is also known as the People's Republic of Californski. And with a People's <laughs> Republic anymore is a country in which if you don't do what they say, they shoot you. And the only thing worse than a People's Republic is a Democratic People's Republic. If you find yourself, like in the Congo, Democratic People's Republic is the worst. And that goes yep. with governments call things the opposite of what they really are. So uh, all these laws, that you, like the Patriot Act, nothing could be further from it being patriotic in the old sense of the word. In any case, you're highlighting some things that I see as the number one problem and certainly barely reported problem. Uh, this channel I'm listening via uh, Sam and Trish Britton's uh, Missouri Liberty Radio. Uh, yes, Liberty Radio. And they um, are some of the few people that broadcast shows like yours and get the word out to people just how bad things are. The problem that I see is what you just started to highlight 
and that is by giving a group of people power and a pass on morality, because they do give themselves a pass on morality, who is going to control government and say, wait a minute, you've overstepped your bounds? Because the Constitution won't do it. We see that either by design or by weakness, the Constitution has not saved us from a tyrannical government. And so the only thing I see to do, uh, well, if we could, if we could get government to release some of its power, if we could put a citizen's initiative process at all levels of government and a politician recall process at all levels of government, that could save us, I think. But they're not going to let it happen or they're going to control it via the parties. And so because people say, well, you, uh, what we have um, a recall process every two years, you can recall your representative. But the problem is you're only allowed to vote for the ones the parties put on the ballot. And as the libertarians found out, I was a libertarian starting back in 1976. And as we found out, they make the, the rules harder and harder. So you end up having to spend your whole budget just getting on the butt on the ballot. And then you don't have anything left for advertising and they don't let you in the debates. So they control the parties control really what's going to happen in this system. So the only thing that I see is something that's existed before government and still exists today, and that is a system of individual competitive cooperative organizations where you can join or quit at will. And if you want to build, and they've had co-ops to build electrical grids and water systems and dams and roads and process grain. I'm sure as a rancher, a former rancher, I guess, did you quit ranching? <coughs> no, my father still ranches, but uh, okay. I've, you said I've you, got you a little business. orchard. Oh, okay. So you know what co-ops do, and there are international co-ops, and there are things called intentional communities. And the way they enforce things is um, that if you don't abide by the rules that you agreed to, because you have to agree to them, <coughs> You know, you and that's I haven't right. agreed to all this stuff that's being dumped on us. But that's if right. you, once so, you agree to them, if you don't agree, you forfeit your deposit if there is one, and you are shunned from the organization. You don't get to do business and interact with the other members. But you're that's not incarcerated, right? Or you're not, you know, right. uh, you're not, you know, stripped of what is not what you didn't agree to. But it's you're exactly. basing, you're saying that. Uh, you know, the, the social functions uh, that we need can be handled upon uh, basically a contractual agreement. But it's one of yeah. those uh, rules. It's one of those yeah, rules that we agree to it. And, and that's based yeah. upon choice, right, Daniel? Because we can choose to get into it. We can choose to get out of it. We choose what, we, what we're going to do when we're in it. And it's, and it's not based upon force. It's based upon choice and agency exactly because if you um if we were to make this a true uh, free system and keep what we have what we could do is the irs could send everybody a bill once a year let's say and it would have a line item for each thing that the government does and it would they could even put in there for each line item what they say your fair share is if you want the same level of service and you could go by each line item, whether it's invading other countries or creating Daniel, a wall I've, on the border. Sorry, I've got to take a break here. So uh, 
hold on. We're going to dig into these things a little more and talk about this going beyond the mark that government officials have taken. again on the Liberty Effect. Um, the call-in number is 801-331-8113. Uh, if you want to participate and add your two cents to this conversation, you're welcome to do that. We encourage you. Um, we've been uh, breaking down these uh, natural laws, uh, you know, of what people need to uh, live together in peace, and they're very simple. Uh, and basically, they come down to not infringing upon another person and doing what you agreed to do. And the, the, our laws on the books um, uh, basically uh, testify that these two uh, rules are basically all that we need. And if you look at the, the law books and you look at the uh, they basically categorize them in two different uh, types, uh, criminal and civil. And, of course, criminal is when you infringe upon another person, and civil is when you don't do what you agree. But as we uh, uh, dug into a little bit earlier, um, we've got these government officials who have taken uh, this need to uh, you know, protect each other and to enforce agree- our agreements. They have taken it beyond the mark, and they have created another type of, of law or crime. And uh, give you an example of that, and I might have uh, give, told this story before, but it happened several times to me. Uh, I would, uh, in prison, when I was in prison, I would have the, the guards or the marshals or uh, even a, a, you know a, a police officer that would scream that what – the words that come out of his mouth is the law that we he must do what he and he you know they truly believed it they truly believed that every word that comes out of their mouth was the law and it had nothing to do with uh, you know protecting defending and discouraging someone from infringing and or it had nothing to do with enforcing an agreement with somebody it was all about just forcing other people to do what they wanted them to do. Now, you know, I guess uh, it should be a free world, right? And people can say, I want you to do this. <clears throat> they can say that. And that's, you know, they're free to say that. But, and they can say that all they want. But the problem is, is these people uh, didn't just say it. When you did not obey what they tell you to do, then they would use force upon you. And they would now they would grossly infringe upon uh, you know other people. And I saw horrific things, things that I could not believe were happening in our country. Um, I saw people get beat up, uh, you know, knocked out, slammed against walls, 
you know, thrown into uh, little concrete boxes for months and months on end. Uh, things that happened to me while I was in there because I simply would not do what others told me to do. And the main reason, just so you know, is I, I wasn't trying to be intentionally rebellious. But what was happening was uh, the presumption of innocence was completely gone in those places. And I would, and others, myself and, you know, like my brother and others would insist that, look, we are innocent men. We have not been convicted of any crime. Therefore, you do not have any authority to be telling us what to do and forcing us, you know, in these in these circumstances. And when you would say such things, they would basically beat you up uh, to the point where, you know, they broke my two front teeth. They uh, damaged my hip, uh, either broke a little piece of bone or a cartilage off in it. They uh, shoved their fingers behind my eardrums or my ears between a point where my, they blew my right eardrum out. Um, you know, dislocated shoulders uh, left me in, you know, three by three shower cell, which was enclosed shower cell with a, you know, it's like a little um, cell uh, for 13 hours with my uh, arms handcuffed behind my back, uh, and and the list goes on and on. Left me in solitary confinement for months and months and months on end. In 2017, uh, I spent nearly half the year in solitary confinement where they you're in a concrete box. Uh, you don't ever leave, and they feed you through a little hole in the door. Um, that is the level of of – enforcement that they are or force i should say that they are willing to inflict upon another person simply because you're not willing to do what they tell you to do and uh this is becoming a major problem in fact it is becoming such a problem that uh that we are seeing government officials, government and the laws and legislations all becoming this new type of law or, you know, this quote unquote crime. Uh, another example I could give you is when I participated in the 2015 Nevada uh, legislation, uh, uh, you know, when they were creating laws, passing the laws. Uh, that was quite an experience for me. I was uh, heavily involved. I was up at the legislative, the Capitol uh, in Carson City, uh, talking to legislatures and uh, trying to put through a uh, bill uh, by the label of AB 408. And I watched the laws that were being passed. And there, uh, during that session, there was about a little over a thousand laws that were passed, that were passed by the the. Uh, Congress, and then they went to the Senate, and then the and then to the uh, to the governor. Now, uh, just so you know, Nevada only meets every other year. So, uh, but there was a, uh, around a thousand laws that passed the the House of Representatives, and almost every one of those laws fell under the category of uh, what they are going, what they are trying to tell us to do, it had nothing to do with protecting 
and defending and discouraging those who would infringe upon other people. And it had nothing to do with enforcing agreements with each other. It was all about, you know, police officers can now do this uh, when they pull somebody over and, uh, and, you know, this fine or this action can be fined for this amount. And, and, uh, you know, this uh, law, uh, you know, when it comes to, let's say, you know, taxes, it was all about that. And almost every law that was passed uh, had nothing to do with uh, protecting people or uh, enforcing agreements that people had with each other. And it was all about uh, government officials uh, getting more power through the legislation to tell others what to do and the enforcement if those people that did not do what the government officials told them to do. That's what it was all about. And I'm telling you that we do not need this. Now, interesting a lot enough, uh, studying the Bible, um, as I enjoy to do, studying the scriptures, um, and uh, believing in the uh, divinity and the uh, just the superiority of Jesus Christ and his ability to teach and to make a point and to stand for what is right and many other things. Uh, I see the actions of Jesus uh, pointing out the same hypocrisy. Uh, And in fact, he used the terms uh, that they have gone beyond the mark. Because we see here that there was a law given by God that, uh, that the Sabbath day should be observed, that they keep the Sabbath day holy. And, but during Christ's time, it was illegal, illegal, uh, to pick up on the Sabbath day to carry anything beyond a certain amount of steps, like 20 steps or 12 steps or something like that. You were not allowed to carry something beyond that amount. And they had made so many laws particular to, you know, trying to enforce and get others to do what these elders and the leaders in, in their government were telling them to do. And then Christ comes along and what does he do? One of the things you weren't, you are not allowed to do is you're not allowed to heal people on the Sabbath day. So the doctors weren't allowed to heal. Well, what was Christ doing? He was healing people. And not only that, he was healing someone who hadn't walked their entire life. But then he says, pick up your bed and walk, walk home, knowing that it's a Sabbath day, completely pointing out the hypocrisy. And it was one of the things that the, uh, you know, the leaders of the uh, Jewish government uh, used to uh, crucify uh, Christ, to prosecute him and crucify him. And it's something that we need to be aware of. We'll talk about a little more in the next segment again.
If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country, and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code HALFOFF. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code HALFOFF. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt, credit card debt, and I heard a commercial for Trinity. I gave them a call. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. When I first called, I was a little embarrassed and kind of ashamed, and I looked at the numbers, and I saw how quickly that astronomical debt that was in my life would go away. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. What I would tell other people, please pick up the phone and call Trinity. Just let them put together a program and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. You're listening to Ammon Bundy here on the Liberty Effect. Um, we are, you know, laying out this, I, I want to say facts that all people need to be, uh, to live together, to be happy, uh, to be prosperous is just two rules. And that is do not infringe upon another person and do what you agree to do. And if all of us were to live by these two rules, there would be no need for government. There would be no crime. There would be nothing but prosperity. And in fact, uh, there would be this utopia that people uh, uh, actually speak about, uh, you know, that even uh, the the liberals fantasize about. But they want to do it a different way. They want to do it through force. 
you know, the communists uh, were very open about that. Uh, communism is about forcing people to be good and using force to, uh, to I guess, put fear in people so that they always, uh, you know, live harmoniously together. And when in reality, it's very simple. People just need to choose not to infringe upon other people, and they need to do what they agreed to do. Uh, the problem is, is our government officials have taken it beyond the mark and created a new type of law or crime. And of course, that is, they have created a crime that exists and can be enforced when you do not do what they tell you to do. Uh, now, a few... I guess the, the, the effects of this uh, and this uh, compounding, when, what I mean by that is, is the laws now are all mostly specific for uh, bureaucracies, bureaucrats, government officials, uh, and rules and regulations and what they do when others won't uh, comply to the rules and regulations. And... Uh, that has compo compounded to the point where we have this huge government and where now the government is not uh, defending and discouraging against those who would infringe upon others and they're not enforcing agreements with each other. They're actually primarily enforcing uh, their rules and regulations, which means they're enforcing uh, uh, the the laws or the things that they tell you to do and that you're not uh, abiding by. And it's becoming this huge, massive, uh, very expensive behemoth of a government. And it's primarily now designed to tell others what to do. And if they don't do it, to enforce uh, what they tell. Now, a, a few days ago, a, a state senator actually stopped by my home to discuss a few matters. And during our discussion, he said, uh, and I'm going to quote him, I don't want to misquote him, he says, I hope we can save our states, but I am certain the federal government is past saving. Now, this has been something that I have understood for some time now. But hearing it from a long-standing state senator and he's one who has been highly involved at multiple levels of government for decades. It just solidified it for me. And, and in fact, this senator is someone I never thought would say such a thing. He's, he's, he's kind of, you know, a government guy. And, and, uh, and, you know, he's a party guy. And I never thought I would hear someone with the experience that he has and with the ideas that he has, uh, which I agree with many and others I don't agree with, uh, but hearing that he believes that the federal government is past saving in his own words. And me being forced to view things the way I have with the experiences that I went through at the Buddy Ranch and and uh, growing up and then, of course, all, you know, being arrested, incarcerated, going through multiple trials. I, I do not see the federal government, you know, all of a sudden just collapsing and all hell breaking loose. I believe that those who fill the federal seats of government will continue to do as they have in the past. Um, and if allowed, 
They will continue to take from the people more and more and to enforce their will upon the people more and more until the people can't sustain them any longer. Either we cannot do all the things that they tell us to do, and and especially when we can't give up any more because we need it to live and survive. I think that, that it'll evolve uh, to that. And to some people, it's already there. Um, and so at that at this point, at that point, I guess, the people will probably be ready to do something about it, to correct government, to get back to these two rules and the, and the true purposes of government. Uh, but they may be, at that point, too weak, stripped of resources, and most likely disarmed. Because face it, how many times have I heard someone say, they won't take my weapons, you know, they'll, they'll have to pull my weapons from my cold dead fingers right or something like that um but yet they make a regulation on ammo they make a regulation on clips they make a regulation on the length of a barrel or the amount of you know uh guns you can have or they register the guns all of these things are infringements upon our right to bear arms that is actually law in the constitution and we've allowed it to happen to the point where it is harder and harder and harder uh, to defend ourselves. And so the likely is, is that as we continue on and as our resources are stripped from us and as we are more and more, more and more is taken from us, uh, the likely is we'll also be in the future disarmed. Okay, Europe. And after several decades of actions pointing to these facts, it is becoming easier to identify what what is happening. So I ask this question, and I uh, present this in the last segment with not a whole lot of time to flush it out or talk to you about it. But this question remains. Will we unite and prepare enough to preserve and defend our livelihoods now? And I'm not talking about rebellion or revolution. Those actions bring much suffering and bloodshed. I'm talking about uniting in a strong, wise, and open manner to prevent the taking of both our lives and livelihoods. <coughs> and doing so while we can, while we have the ability and the resources. If, in fact, this uh, state senator's words are true which I believe they are. I think it's uh, more evident. And uh, if it, Washington is too lost, um, then uh, – and, and, and in fact, our states uh, have been put into undue obedience, which they have, and they've been put into an obedience through ignorance. And they, in fact, have become more like subsidiaries to those in Washington, D.C. And this just leaves the people exposed – void of defense and uh, it'll continue to weaken the people over time because we we've lost our our government meaning we've lost the purpose of government which is to defend and discourage those who would infringe upon others and we have lost our way to enforce agreements with each other and it's to the point where our government has become uh, the infringer, 
and they have ignored the agreements that they have with the people. So they have become the criminals. But it has exposed the people. It has left us void of defense, and it will continue to weaken the people over time. So I propose this question, what are people to do? And I think there needs to be a serious discussion amongst the, the people who care, I guess, about what we must do uh, to unite and prepare enough to preserve and defend our livelihoods now. And I do not believe that uh, or have a whole lot of faith that especially Washington, D.C., uh, will recover. I do not believe it will return back to the people. Uh, I think Washington is too lost. I don't think it can help itself. And uh, I don't think it will adhere to the people and is growing stronger each day. And it will not return as a power for the people. And I believe our states have become like subsidiaries to the federal government and that they have lost their way as well and will not uh, take that role in protecting the people. So I encourage you and others and your groups and your associations to start to talk about what is needed to prepare uh, in the preservation and defense of our lives and our livelihoods. And uh, that's uh, all I have to say here on the Liberty Effect. Until next week.